This is a pretty big story that broke uh, late this afternoon with uh, news that the United States is no longer considered a safe country for refugee claimants that will be sent back to the U.S. due to the risk of imprisonment. And this uh, ruling came from a federal court which ruled Canada's U.S. Uh, say third country agreement is actually unconstitutional. And it's based on a case brought forward by a number of different groups who had argued on behalf of uh, those crossing illegally at places like Roxham Road. And the argument was, you know, that by returning ineligible refugee claimants to the U.S., that Canada was exposing them to risks, which would include detention and eventual deportation to countries where they could face harm. And I got to say, when I saw the ruling, I was a bit uh, surprised by it because there are real uh, political implications to it. Let's bring in Giddy Mammon. Of course, he is an immigration lawyer. He joins us now. Good to have you, Giddy. Hey, Alex. How are you? What was your reaction when you saw this ruling come down? Well, it's uh, it's taken a while. I mean, when the Safe Third Country Agreement was first announced, uh, I just thought that it would be struck down very quickly, uh, because um, when people come knocking on uh, the door for you know to make an asylum claim here in Canada, we have an obligation to deal with it. We can't just simply turn it over to the United States and say, "Here, it's your problem." Uh, interestingly enough, it it avoided uh, previous challenges. Uh, but now, you know, 16, 17 years later, it finally uh, has come down. And uh, it has a tremendous implications for our relationship with the United States. All right. And this comes out of, um, you know, all the, the debate around those crossing uh, and started to cross when Donald Trump uh, started his presidency. And they started crossing through areas that were, were illegal crossing uh, points. They're not official border entry points. We're not talking about refugees who land at the airport at official points. Right. The, the argument and the debate of this really started with the Roxham crossings, which I think we've had up to, what, 60 or 70,000 by now. But in a ruling, Justice uh, McDonald said that the agreement which stops people from entering Canada or the U.S. at official Canada border crossings and asking for asylum violates the section of the Charter guaranteeing the right to life, liberty, and security of the person. But that the entry at Roxham is not a legal entry point. Right. Um, it, it's kind of hard to understand what's happened here. We, when, when the United States and Canada entered into this agreement, they were enforcing uh, the border between points of entry. Uh, in the last few years, uh, especially with uh, with our current government, they have simply stopped doing that, which was which has now thrown uh, the Safe Third Country Agreement uh, uh, for a loop, and it's sort of upside down. Because at that time, the the two countries were saying, "Look, uh, we want to prevent people taking two kicks at the can. So if if somebody arrives in the United States." We don't want them to have a chance here, and then if they get refused to go to Canada, and vice versa. So they're going to have to make a claim at the very first place they arrive. But then they had a problem. They said, well, we have to know for sure that they came from your country so they can turn you back. So this only applied to the controlled ports of entry. So if somebody snuck through the fence, they'd have no idea if they came from the United States or from somewhere else. So they didn't apply the agreement to places between the two points. And so what happened, they said, well, you know, maybe only a couple of people are going to sneak by anyway, so it's not a big deal. They didn't realize that there would be a government eventually in Canada that said, if somebody tries to cross, you know, the ditch and come into Canada, we'll just simply let them in instead of holding them back and charging them with an immigration offense. So that's what's happened. That's why uh, you've seen these images over the last three years. And, uh, and, and this is where we are right now. 
Right. Okay. So let's uh, politically, I mean, the liberals didn't want to touch this. They didn't want to deal with this. And that's why I think we're in the situation we are right now. And now it's known that, you know, you can just simply cross in Canada. The RCMP will welcome you in. And then a lot of these uh, people are getting just simply lost in the system. I mean, there's a number of cases that uh, just have been, you know, completely botched by, by the uh, border control agencies. But on a political level between our two countries, what is this going to mean? Because I can't imagine that the U.S. is going to be very happy about this. Well, they're, they're going to be very annoyed. Uh, and the reason why, for two reasons. Um, un, uh, with a current White House, they're thrilled to death that Canada uh, has entered into this agreement with the United States. And they're, they're very happy to watch people cross the border into Canada and basically self-deport themselves uh, from the United States. Secondly, uh, now we have a situation where, excuse me, the court has basically said that refugee claims who uh, refugee claimants who are turned back from Canada are actually at a risk of their life, liberty, and security of the person because they are being put in jails punitively. They're being mm-hmm. punished for making a refugee claim to discourage other people from making re- a refugee claim. Normally, we only detain refugees if we think that they're a threat to society or there are flight risks or there's some other concern. But here they're saying that they're going to be detained just because they made a refugee claim, they're going to be punished. Okay, and so what would the message then be? Because I, I would, first of all, I, I would think that this will be appealed. I, I should think that this would be appealed. Um, you know, it's got six months right now, so it's not like a, it goes into effect right away. Otherwise, we'd have a flood of people coming in. But what, what in the larger picture, Giddy, do you see happening with this? Well, it's obvious. Um, there's only one result that can happen, and that is we're going to get way more refugee claimants. Uh, because now, whether you go at a, through a hole in the fence, or you go through a proper port of entry, or if you arrive by air, you're going to be able to make a refugee claim. So there is going to be an increased opportunity for those in the United States to come to Canada and make the claim here, especially when they hear from the, the, the you know from the news or whatever that the federal court has decided, the Canadian federal court has decided that the United States system is so harsh that we feel that we are we have to sort of take the constitution outside of our border and apply it basically to to protect those refugees who are not even on Canadian soil anymore because really the supreme the, the supreme court of canada had already ruled that the charter only impl- applies in canada but this judge uh, found a way to avoid that and say well we know what happened when they come to the Canadian border. And she made a point that all the litigants had actually at one time at least been physically in Canada, that the second that we turn them back to the United States, there are consequences that flow immediately. So she was able to apply the charter uh, to uh, their scenarios. Uh, so good for the lawyers who, uh, who represented the applicants, because that was, I think, uh, a pretty big, uh, you know, fence to climb, but they they, they did it successfully, uh, and uh, now we're going to see. Uh, if you're not happy with the numbers of refugee claims, that are coming, <laughs> refugee claimants that are coming now, you're going to see a lot more. That's yeah, for sure. Yes, I want one more. Sorry, that is my seven-year-old jumping into the conversation, Giddy. Um, but what does it mean then, though, between official border crossings? Because there are there are authentic refugee. 
um, no you know, claimants, no question about it. They go through the proper channels, but there are those who are taking advantage of the system and jumping the queue by coming across in these illegal border crossings. So, you know, if you're, if you're appealing this case, what, what would the grounds be? Well, the first thing is the application of the charter, whether or not the charter applies. Um, you, you see, from my point of view, this whole thing was a political thing in the in the first place. This agreement is not yeah. so much a legal document. This was a political uh, bargain that was made between Canada and the United States specifically to avoid refugees coming from uh, uh, coming to their respective countries. We have signed a, an agreement with the international community saying that no matter how many refugees come to us, there's no numeric limit. We will give each one a hearing, and any of them who are facing persecution will be granted asylum in this country. There's no numerical limit. And so the Canada and United States specifically entered into this for a political uh, purpose. Um, in, in this particular situation, uh, you know, I, I think I would argue uh, that that there is distance between us and what happens in the United States. It's not our business to decide whether or not the United States uh, is doing a good job. In fact, the judge specifically said that that's not her job to compare the two systems. And then what does she do? She goes ahead right. and, and finds a way to say, look, that system is inadequate. I'm not going to go through it on a line-by-line basis, but the detention is clearly punitive. It is not for the purpose of detention. It's the, for the purpose of punishing people for making the claim. We are responsible for that, so I'm going to declare it as a, as a threat to people's life, liberty, and security of the person, even though they may not be here in Canada. And that was the end of that. Yeah, well, it's not going to be the end of it, hopefully, and um, people wonder why judges are, are sometimes activists, and I think some will look at this and say, there you go, there's an example. Giddy, I've got to let you go on that note, but I appreciate your time tonight on this. Thank you so much, Alex. Be well. Thank you. That's Giddy Mammon uh, joining us about that ruling, so keep an eye on that one.